0: Special shout out to one of our favorite media companies at Crooked Media. By hosting brilliant podcasts like Pod Save America, Hysteria, This Land, Love It or Leave It, and more, they even fund the things that matter. Chip in to the No Off Years Fund to support the work of organizers in key states who are making sure all eligible voters are registered early so they don't face any problems in making their voices heard next year. Your donation will be supporting frontline efforts in Arizona, Florida, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, Texas, and Wisconsin places where new voters will help make the difference in our ability to win in 2022 and beyond. I myself have donated to the cause and look forward to seeing the outreach we can create. Check out votesaveamerica.com, that's votesaveamerica.com to find out more. Welcome back to a very different episode of Capital Cs. Nathan isn't here today because we are both set to enjoy the holiday, but I am for a quick modified episode of our podcast. First off, it is November 25th, so I just want to start with a happy Thanksgiving to our listeners, and I hope you fill up on love from family and food. Anyways, for this short episode, I just want to bring up some topics that have happened very recently that we will more than likely cover in next week's episode, if not on a later date. I also talk about the Rittenhouse and Arbery verdict, as well as the recent terrorism act that occurred in Wisconsin, because even though it's not political, it has somehow become political. After that, I will be eating a very good supper for myself, so stay tuned and I'll be right back after this short break. So like I promised, I'm gonna say some short kind of news from this week that we will talk about later. Like Beto O'Rourke is doing very interesting things. Beto is somewhat of a non-representative of Texas, but is more known for his disappointing, albeit not surprising loss in a Senate race to the Republican incumbent, Ted Cruz. Beto is back on the news as he is campaigning for Texas governor against Greg Abbott, a man who we on the left haven't liked for a little on his recent stances this last year. Beto raised $2 million in his first 24 hours of his announcement, which shows that he might be what Texas needs, but we also know that he has been a good campaigner when it comes to finances as he had great fundraising on his loss to Cruz in 2019 as well. Sooner rather than later, me and Nathan will talk about if he really has a chance and what that chance might mean in the standing of the nation. Other than Beto, I also need to mention Jerome Powell and his reappointment to the Federal Reserve Chair. Now this isn't someone that is very often reported in the media, but it is important to know. Jerome Powell was originally appointed by former President Trump, so yes, his policies in general are a little right, and some things he's done for the Federal Reserve have leaned some to the conservative side as well. But he has done some arguably bipartisan decisions in the chair. Biden reappointed him, even though he had faced some adversity from the more or less progressive side of the Democratic Party, but the deed has been done nonetheless. we talk about why that matters and what could have made President Biden make that decision. We also had some interesting takes on the relationship between Biden and Kamala in the news, although some may say that our relationship was a little different for 85 minutes, as Vice President Harris was technically President Harris for that same amount of time. I'm sure this discussion will continue to happen, so I'm not too worried about us missing a talking window for this subject. On the other hand, something we can't miss out on is, is the recent justice or lack thereof in the latest rulings and courtrooms in an incredibly wrong Christmas break event. I mentioned that I was African American in the most recent episode, and it does lead me to view things a certain way. However, I will try to be as non-biased as possible, albeit I find that my unbiased thoughts are the same as my biased thoughts, so perhaps it's just merely humanity speaking. Anyways, after clearly saying this is just my beliefs of the matter, I can dive in. So Kyle Rittenhouse has been given the verdict of not guilty on all counts, and it was of course met with some discourse pretty much everywhere. The phrase that I've heard instead of myself is, I'm disappointed, but not a surprise. In general, the ruling actually made a lot of sense when we look arbitrarily at the case in trial. I believe the prosecution didn't do a tremendously great job. I believe Rittenhouse doesn't actually hold remorse, but spoke well during the trial, disregarding his almost seven minute rant on the stand. And I believe the jurors were having a hard time deciding his fate because he was young, white, and in court of law, not guilty until proven guilty. And that last part is the real kick in this case. In the justice system, you are always innocent until proven guilty, theoretically. I add in theoretically because I'm not sure all people are viewed that way when they walk into a courtroom, but Rittenhouse, for differing reasons, was. With very few tangible evidence to prove someone guilty, including three dead bodies that can't take the stand themselves, which is a common thing you see with these kinds of cases by the way, he was pretty much assured that Rittenhouse was going to get off scot-free. In fact, life would go the opposite for him now as he quickly got a Fox News interview. Love those guys and has been a talk with some of the most conservative members of Congress who apparently want him as an intern. Because apparently, this was a huge win for Republicans. For some reason. Looking at you, Matt Gaetz, Madison Cawthorn, Paul Gosar, and more. Sadly. But I do want to remark on something Rittenhouse said during his interview with the ever-irritable Tucker Carlson. Rittenhouse said this case was made into a racial issue when it really was an issue about self-defense. And you know, I agree to a certain extent. I asked some people around me if they knew the race of the three people who were murdered by Rittenhouse and they were around 50% correct. Yes I use murdered. It is what it is. However, this was a racial issue because it took place during a Black Lives Matter protest and riot. Because I will not lie and say it didn't have riot tendencies, but I also will completely condemn the protest because everyone there were not rioters, but there were victims like Mr. Bruce Schroeder. Disregarding all that took place at the scene of the crime, who threatened who and who said what and who went where. Rittenhouse went to Wisconsin with the AR fully intent on protecting something that wasn't his in a dangerous situation that was escalating. And like I said, I do someone agree that this trial was war about self-defense and the current president about self-defense is now set in a very bad way. I, for no reason, can understand how someone brandishing a weapon in sight of already agitated and emotional people can somehow end up in a self-defense position. Scarily, even if not completely true, we can now see people who are neither on the right or wrong side of a group saying that they were acting in self-defense, no matter who was really armed. Somehow we have given another connotation to the word vigilante. And speaking of vigilantes, on the brighter side, we have Ahmad Aubrey's verdict, which ended in guilty on all counts that technically made sense. I don't have much to say about this because justice was served how it should have been. As for the Wisconsin attack, the media on the right says, well, why aren't we talking about this? Of course they mean that as, why are we talking about this African American man also killing people in Wisconsin? I response to this just to end the topic. We are not talking about it because he was absolutely in the wrong and should go to jail for a long time. Point blank simple. I very much understand that and I'm pretty sure the liberal side doesn't want to give any internships to killers. Now that I've gotten that out of my system, I think I'm ready for a good Thanksgiving dinner. Again, Everyone have a great Thanksgiving, and I and Nathan will see you come next week on the next episode of Capital Seas. Have a good one. So I know we've already said our goodbyes, but I just want to end off this episode that, again, is hugely modified just because it is a holiday week. Uh, with a clip from Saturday Night Live that Nathan himself sent to me a couple of days ago that I just found pretty interesting just to end the episode off on a light note and lead into your Thanksgiving holiday week weekend break vacation whatever you may be doing enjoy this and again we'll see you next week this is Brady now he's gonna make a few statements ring in as soon as you're ready to guess Republican or not All right, Brady, give us our first clue. I think Facebook is evil. Oh, wow. Um, Because they're spreading disinformation or because they banned Donald Trump? (laughs) Not so easy, is it? (laughs) Maybe we need another hit. I would say you do. I buy all my produce straight from a farm. Because you want to or because you have to? No, Miss Ohio, you the expert. <laughs> Keep going, Brady. I respect pro athletes who stand up for their beliefs. Which athletes? And which beliefs? Who knows? Could be her or him. No guesses. Okay, then give them the last clue, Brady. <laughs> God, I hate cops. Okay, he is not a Republican. Oh, sorry, so close, but no, Brady is indeed a Republican. No, but but he said he hates cops. Yes, but he was talking about these cops. <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> yeah. Well, better luck next round. Let's meet our second guest, Lacey. Lacey came here from Manhattan. Uh, New York City or Kansas? I can't say. The clock. On Twitter, my pinned tweet is "My body, my choice." Uh, okay, that's a trick. She's talking about vaccines, right? Oh, if we only knew. <laughs> another hint, Lacey. I support Caitlyn Jenner. In what way? Politically? Y'all doing great. <laughs> <laughs> give us another clue. Okay. My favorite comic is Dave Chappelle. Starting when? I love my job. All right, give him another one. Last month, I went to a board meeting and complained about a book being taught in my daughter's school. Okay, I definitely know that one. She's a Republican. No, sorry. What? She was complaining about a book in her kid's school. That's right. And that book? The Bible. (laughs) This podcast was brought to you by the creative efforts of Charles Greenley and Nathan Cronkleton. To stay up to date with our upcoming podcast episodes and when they will be updating, make sure to follow us on Twitter at capital C's pod. That's capital like Capital Hill. C-S pod. Thanks for listening and we will be back with more from the hill.